love a good cigar. I do. That's why I love my Patriot cigars. These are the highest quality long-leaf Nicaraguan tobacco cigars, and believe me, the price is right. So go to MyPatriotCigars.com and use promo code STONE for 25% off. Free shipping on orders over $100. Go to MyPatriotCigars.com and use promo code STONE. Premium smoke for freedom-loving patriots. The Stone Zone with legendary Republican strategist and political icon and pundit Roger Stone. Stone has served as a senior campaign aide to three Republican presidents. He is a New York Times bestselling author and a longtime friend and advisor of President Donald Roger Trump. Stone. As an outspoken libertarian, Stone has appeared on thousands of broadcasts, spoken at countless venues, and lectured before the prestigious Oxford Political Union and the Cambridge Union Society. Due to his four-plus decades in the political and cultural arena, Stone has become a pop culture icon. And now, here's your host, Roger Stone. Welcome. I'm Roger Stone, and yes, you are back in the Stone Zone. Today is President's Day, uh, a day in which we reflect about some of the great leaders who have uh, provided uh, the leadership for this country. Uh, I'm talking specifically about men like George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, uh, Theodore Roosevelt, Dwight Eisenhower, and many others. There have been very few times in the course of American history when the future of the country depends solely on one man. That was certainly true in the case of George Washington, who could have been a king, but renounced that role, uh, instead helping found the republic we have today. I think, obviously, of Abraham Lincoln. Uh, one of our truly greatest presidents, but who nonetheless suspended habeas corpus in his efforts to hold the nation together. Uh, equally controversial is Theodore Roosevelt, one of my favorite presidents, my good friend Judge Andrew Napolitano despises him and his legacy. And of course, then there is Donald Trump, uh, a man who not only goes down in history as a transformative and great president, uh, but I think uh, is on the verge of pulling what we call the full Grover Cleveland. You see, Grover Cleveland is the only president in American history to be elected to one term, to be denied re-election in a disputed election, but to come back and serve yet another full term. Interestingly enough, Grover Cleveland, like Donald Trump, was a New Yorker. Uh, there's a lot in the political news for us to break down today, and we're going to be joined by Christy Hutcherson, who is uh, the head of Women Fighting for America. She has a blockbuster report of what she believes is looming war right here in our hemisphere, specifically in Latin America. But to help me break uh, the political news down, uh, my co-host from Launching Liberty, Troy Smith, joins us now. On the Stone Zone, Roger, and it's it's an honor to be here on a President's Day, and you've had the great honor of working for some of our greatest uh, presidents. So I wanted to open this show by asking you, um, in all your time working for every president, uh, you know whether it be Nixon or Reagan or Trump, 
and 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 of course, you know, some you worked officially and with Trump, you served in, in some capacity at some point. And I just I just wanted to ask you, what's the defining moment to you? What's the moment uh, for any in any in any of your career that you looked at, at at Trump or Reagan or Nixon and said, I'm just amazed at the level of leadership here. Is there is there one that kind of uh, you know speaks out to you or comes to mind immediately? It's a very difficult question. Uh, Troy, I'd be very hard put to uh, name the greatest president of my lifetime because they were not all, but the ones I worked for or supported were all great uh, in their own way. I was born in 1952. Uh, Dwight Eisenhower was president. Dwight Eisenhower is among our greatest presidents, yet when the historians, most of whom are liberals, make their list, he doesn't rank that well. That's because uh, we had unprecedented peace and prosperity under Eisenhower. Eisenhower resisted the efforts of the deep state to uh, go beyond a balanced budget. I believe he was one of the last presidents to have a balanced budget. Even though he was a military man, uh, he rejected demands by the Pentagon for massive defense spending that he, as a military man, felt was unnecessary. You don't need to be able to kill everybody around the globe eight times. You only need the capacity to kill them one time. Uh, then, of course, uh, Richard Nixon, who uh, unfortunately gets smeared with Watergate. His name is synonymous with corruption, which is an absurdity compared to the corruption of the Obama administration. But Richard Nixon, who uh, got us a strategic arms limitation agreement with the Soviets, uh, who opened the door to China uh, at a time when China was a backwards, dirt poor, agrarian, uh, non-technical nation and posed no danger to this country. No way for President Richard Nixon to see 30 years ahead and realize that the Bushes and the Clintons would give China most favored nation trading status, which is what has made them the economic and military powerhouse they are today. Nixon also desegregated the public schools, uh, unilaterally saved Israel from total annihilation in the 1973 Yom Kippur War. Uh, gave us the 18-year-old vote, did away with the military draft, many great uh, accomplishments, all of them buried, of course, in the ashes of Watergate. Uh, then, of course, uh, Ronald Reagan, who I worked for uh, in his 1976 challenge to Gerald Ford, uh, came back and worked for yet again in 1980 uh, for his triumphant election, uh, and uh, uh, again in 1984, of course, for his re-election. Uh, he, he really restored respect for America around the world. Uh, probably first and foremost was his insistence on re rebuilding our military strength, which had been allowed to atrophy under Jimmy Carter. Uh, also a boom economy uh, based on his tax cuts uh, and his deep cuts to regulation. So once again, Nixon, uh, pardon me, Reagan restored us to uh, to strength uh, around the globe. I really would have a hard time uh, telling you which one of them was the greatest of them. But uh, let's uh, talk for just a moment before we get to Christy Hutcherson, uh, who I think has got some extraordinary news for us. 
we really are in an information war, as uh, our friend Alex Jones likes to say. Uh, and the mainstream media and the fakers in it are desperate to change the subject uh, away from the infirmity and the mental decline of Joe Biden. Uh, why is it that all these people are coming forward and essentially saying, well, yes, he may look confused uh, and disoriented in public, but trust me, when we meet with him privately, wow, he's sharp as a tack. Look at this bite from Meet the Press. He is sharp, sharp, intensely and detail-oriented and focused. This is a man who is sharp, who is on top of his game, who knows what's going on. This guy's tough. He's smart. He's on his game. His mental acuity is great. This is a very sharp president. This is a man that's on his game. President Biden is absolutely fit. There's, there's not a problem. He's sharp. He's fit. He's always answering questions. He is on the ball. He was sharper than anyone I've spoken. He is sharp. Uh, he is on top of things. There's no doubt in my mind that the president is mentally fit for office. Biden has proven himself to have a strong memory. He's completely mentally sharp. He's at the top of his game. Yeah, why do I uh, doubt that any of that's true? Or maybe he's just sharp in private meetings, but as soon as he gets in front of a camera and a microphone, well, he seems to be not all there. Let's look at Amy Klobuchar. Uh, famously uh, famous in Washington for the abuse of her Senate staff. Take a look at this. The report described President Biden as a, quote, elderly man with a poor memory. Do you think the White House should allow the release of the full transcript without claiming executive privilege for the sake of transparency, Senator? You know, that is going to be, again, up to the president and his lawyers. But I've got to comment on this just from my own personal experience. I was on uh, Air Force One with the president going from Minnesota to uh, Wisconsin for going from Washington, D.C. to Wisconsin for an infrastructure project. And I was with the president for over an hour and talked about so many things, domestic, international. He was focused, his recall was good. It was the same experience that my colleagues had who met with him for hours, Democrats and Republicans, about the Mideast only a few weeks ago. Um, and so I think that we've got to evaluate what's happening right now by one, what he has done, which is bring us out of this pandemic. First time that we're finally seeing negotiation of prescription drug prices and focused on what matters to the American people and compare what he is doing to what we've got as the alternative on the Republican side, which is Donald Trump, well, who has nothing but standing up week by week for chaos. Well, Senator, you take me to my next point, which is on 2024. As you know, concerns have been growing for quite some time within your party about President Biden's ability to win a second term. The latest person to express this, Ezra Klein of The New York Times, who said this week, quote, he is not up for this. He is not the campaigner he was even five years ago. The way he moves, the energy in his voice, the Democrats denying decline are only fooling themselves. Senator, what is your reaction to that stark assessment? My reaction is, as someone who ran against Joe Biden, as someone who has spent significant amount of time with Joe Biden, uh, that he is up for this job. Why, for some reason, do I really doubt that that's the truth? My guess, Troy, is you have 
extraordinary uh, internal turmoil in the Democratic Party as they recognize that Joe Biden's not up to it. Uh, I would suggest two things. One, the president could put all of this to rest by taking a medical test, uh, a doctor's test, uh, to measure his uh, cognitive ability. Uh, you notice that he is not willing to do that. President Trump did that during his term. My guess is he'd probably be willing to do it again tomorrow. Secondarily, uh, as they said back in the days of Nixon, release the tapes. Let's hear the tapes of Joe Biden's interview with special counsel Robert Hur. Notice that they tried to smear Hur, who is a career prosecutor uh, who worked previously under Rod Rosenstein, the acting attorney general uh, and uh, former U.S. attorney in Baltimore, hardly a Trump partisan, uh, as well as working for Christopher Wray. Uh, Mr. Hur, who was appointed special counsel by U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland, uh, is a Trump holdover only in the sense that he is a career prosecutor who has worked under both Republican and Democrat attorney generals uh, and, uh, uh, and presidents. But to try to say that he is some kind of partisan, well, that's a joke. Let's take a look at Joe Biden himself, uh, and then we're going to go to Christy Hutcherson uh, with Women Fighting for America for her bombshell report on what's about to happen in Latin America. I, uh, um, anyway, and I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. I was just thinking, uh, uh, the, anyway, I, I just, look, I mean, Putin's kleptocracy, uh, uh, yeah, it was in February, February uh, January, after we been elected, the late January, early, early February. He said, uh, it's not, we need, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it. Here's what drives the driver in the states that are affected. Here's what the, you can do, the drivers. Uh, I, uh, for two reasons. One, to... It's an impact, an impact the decades been making because inaction was, uh, there was inaction the, uh, with, with the Department of, uh, uh, with, from, from, uh, uh, excuse me, from Charlotte, one, uh, another line going from in Florida down to Tampa. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you, uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. The idea that, um, and, and, and Joan, Shengang, Shenga, but, uh, there's, you know, there to be, you know, beginning, uh, this effort, uh, and, uh, and, uh, I want you to know that, uh, I want to thank you as well for, uh, with the nature, not 
America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was the foot him uh, foot. Look. A solid meeting with um, with uh, the uh, Los Angeles and uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? From the. Uh, 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 excuse me, they also increase corporate uh, growth. They make a very good point. Here's the deal. 159000000 billion let. My plan is to make concrete, concrete. I know, I know President, uh, excuse me, the... Um, Leading, leading tech companies like Anthropic, and, and I'm going to mispronounce. I'm not going to even try. The beer brewed here, it is used to make the brew beer in this refinery. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. By the end of a governing crisis, uh, it's time to end it. these constant. Because that's why we can't let, well, uh, we cannot let this election be one where the same man who was president four years ago. I'll never forget. Well, I won't go into that. Anyway, I, I, I just think that uh, Florida Small Business Winner Award winner, or the, uh, Business Week winner. Now, he has the Evolver Institution. But, uh, Minister, uh, like they take baths up there. Anyway, overruled to uh, reinstate uh, the thirty-second uh, freestanding have free thirty-free. Just follow my orders here. Uh, Uh, there you have it, Troy. He's obviously sharp as attack. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let, let us bring in uh, our guest now. Christy Hutcherson uh, is the head of Women Fighting for America. She is a woman of enormous courage, uh, also a great geopolitical thinker. Uh, it is uh, my great privilege not only to call her a friend, uh, and a colleague, but also to welcome her on to the Stone Zone right now. Hi, Roger. Hi, Troy. Thank you so much for having me and happy President's Day. Uh, you know, I love President's Day because it is a reflection of our past presidents who have helped shape and mold the direction of this incredible country that God has given us. And unfortunately, we've had a lot of leaders who haven't uh, fit the bill and who, who have uh, really help to decay this beautiful country. And we're looking at such a president right now. Yeah, it's extraordinarily sad. I, I, people say to me all the time, well, these these the policies of this administration, very specifically the policies regarding our southern border, they're just misguided. I, I don't think they are misguided. I think it's I think what they're doing is purposeful. 
you know, you have, I think it's 418 gates welded open uh, just on the Arizona-Mexico border. That is, that's so the antelope, by the way, uh, can uh, come and go freely. That, that's not a mistake. That's a willful policy. You're the only person I know who has actually traveled all 2,000 miles uh, of our southern border. Uh, you saw this failed attempt in the U.S. Senate to pass uh, legislation, which I think is entirely unnecessary, which they tried to sell to us as a some kind of reform or, or some, some kind of uh, way to address the issue on our southern border. To me, uh, all it really seemed to do was guarantee that another 1.8 million people uh, would come into the country illegally. Uh, tell us firsthand, as someone who's seen it, who's seen the tunnels, who's seen the coyotes, who's seen the carnage, uh, what do you see on our southern border? Well, you know, Roger, we, we have to also look at a, a, a longer lens, and that's our northern borders, our southern borders. We have an east coast and a west coast border as well. Uh, me and my team, since two weeks into the Biden administration, and I want you to everyone to understand that figure, two weeks into the Biden administration, me and my team were called down to the border to look at it from a national security perspective. Uh, during that process, of course, uh, we started looking at the, the human toll of it, the humanitarian perspective as well. We've also been to Central South America, Latin America, and I've also traveled to other borders around the world to talk with world leaders. Um, this We have the proof that this was a premeditated, pre-planned to open up the borders. Uh, way back before Biden took oath of office in January, there were already NGOs, which are non-governmental organizations such as Bethany Christian Services and Catholic Charities, specifically, I'm going to name, uh, who had already had contracts with the incoming administration to first and foremost displace uh, different types of either boys' homes or nursing facilities, senior living facilities to start housing UACs and um, also women and single adult males. Again, I have the proof of this and can show any congressman out there, a senator who really wants to know the truth, why don't you call me in and I'll be more than happy to brief you on all of the information and intel we have. Um, the southern borders, we just got back from doing a mission. I was down there doing an operation. I was riding along with both uh, the human, the, the trafficking task force and also some other sheriffs in a sector of Arizona called no man's land. We have proof that the NGOs, along with our own government, are working with transnational criminal organizations, a.k.a. the cartels, to bring in strategic locations of areas where there's no border patrol and sheriffs. Uh, this particular sector two weeks ago, we encountered over 155 all males, young, fighting age from Africa, from six different nations in Africa. And then the group right after them, Roger, were all of Middle Eastern descent who all speak Arabic. Well, my team of special uh, trained men, uh, they all speak different languages. So we can understand exactly what they're saying and talking to each other. And again, by the way, the aiding and abetting of NGOs helping to facilitate an invasion into this nation. The Arabic speaking men from the Middle East were very, very um, uh, specific in their language to say, please don't call Border Patrol. We don't want police. We don't want anybody. And all of them have absorbed into the United States. These are all gotaways, by the way, and we have no idea where they are currently. This is uh, absolutely terrifying. Uh, it is uh, also sadly not surprising. Uh, the, you see some dispute about the numbers, but it appears to me 
that by the end uh, of this year, uh, under the Biden administration, we will have had 10 million people enter the country. We don't know who they are. We don't know where they are. Very small number of those on the terror watch list have been identified. I guess my question is how many people who are on the terror watch list have gotten into the country that we didn't identify, that we didn't uh, catch? Uh, Christy, do you expect, uh, given your expertise and your experience, that there will be an attack on American interests on American soil uh, in the next 12 months? It's imminent. Uh, we are going to see attacks on our soil, uh, so much so that our own national security agencies, including the FBI, the CIA, they have been briefing sheriffs um, all over the country as far back as, by the way, over a year ago plus. They've also been uh, working with hospital systems all over the country to do mass casualty training events and scenarios. The sheriffs who I've been working with, they, they've had two different types of training in the last, I don't know, tw 10 months all on active shooter terrorists uh, going into schools, soft targets being hit. Those are synagogues, shopping malls, things like that. My concern, and again, to go back to say that these policies aren't willful and purposeful, uh, our own agencies know that this is a lie. This goes well back into the Obama years. Uh, Central and South America, so much so that you have agencies like the House Subcommittee on Middle East and North African Affairs did a brief just on February 15, 2024. And the concern of Iran's growing presence, China and Russia, by the way, in Latin America for the last 30 years is one of the biggest national security risks to the United States of America. And when we've been in Central and South America and Latin America following what's been going on, and I, I really want to shift to this because it has a direct implication to the open border policies and why this administration continues to allow the America to be the Trojan horse. And we the reason why we will see the imminent threat to American and quite frankly, innocent American lives killed is because of these policies. Um, you know, Roger. I think that this is really important to understand. So between 2015 and 2024, I'm going to talk about seizures. Um, these are seizures that both uh, the U.S., uh, British Navy, uh, different uh, uh, the Australian uh, Air Force and Navy, and also the American military have intercepted weapons on mass scales, not only going into Yemen and different parts of the Middle East, but also coming in through uh, both Cuba and Venezuela and I'm gonna, I would love to name some of these weaponry systems that have been intercepted. And then I'm gonna talk about how much has actually gotten through. Uh, please, uh, uh, Troy, uh, before we do that, do you have a question for, for Christy? Uh, no, I, I just wanted to hear what she had to say about that. And if she could also add in there what's going on with, uh, if, if there's direct ties between these governments and pushing these people across the border, because that's what it sounds like. Uh, Troy, yes, there is correlation not only between uh, China, Iran, Russia, and other Middle Eastern countries to push uh, terrorists into the United States of America via the open border system. And the conduit that they're using is both Venezuela, Caracas. Uh, they are also utilizing Cuba, Nicaragua, and Ecuador. Uh, and they also fly from those particular countries into Mexico City, where then they absorb themselves into some of these caravans. Some of the weapons that have recently been even seized uh, on, and how they're utilizing this, and this is a very huge concern, unflagged wooden boats, fishing vessels, cargo vessels, 
Um, and including, by the way, we've had warships from Iran and also Russia off the coast of Central and South America recently within the last 12 months. Inside small arms machine guns, AK-47s, anti-tank and surface-to-air missiles, ballistic missile components, explosive, unmanned underwater vessels, unmanned surface vehicle components, military communications equipment, cyber intelligence equipment, anti-tank guided missile components, um, as well as 40 tons of urea fertilizer, which of course is used to make very serious uh, bombs. So we also have the, our own military who have deployed under the radar down to the border of Venezuela and Guyana. Why does that matter? Because Guyana in the recent months and year have uncovered an unprecedented amount of oil reserves. And they also have a lot of natural resources in that country. They're very key. Uh, you know, when people think about oil, they think about, you know, the engine that drives uh, commerce in America or the world. Well, it also drives military complexes. You have to have oil and gas to fuel tanks and, and weaponry systems and things like that. And by the way, also Mohajar drones, which are capable of carrying ballistic missiles that will reach the United States of America. And so Guyana is key strategic to Latin America for oil reserves now. Iran has signed uh, agreements with several different Latin American countries within the last year. These agreements and accords allow uh, Iran to bring in more military men and women and material uh, into these Latin American countries. It's a long-term relationship that they have built. Uh, they're also entering into the BRICS, which is part of the financial, which will collapse the American dollar. And why am I saying all of this? Because it's like a big spider web. All of this is connected on how to take out America, no longer as a superpower, but usher in the new one world order with China, Russia, these BRICS nations being at the forefront. Yeah, it's really quite extraordinary that the Biden foreign policy and State Department has succeeded in driving the Russians into the arms of the Chinese. They are not natural allies, although they are both totalitarian and uh, the Chinese continue to be communists where Russia has a different brand of totalitarianism. Uh, they have uh, many centuries of distrust. They have a long common border. Yet I noticed in his interview with Tucker Carlson uh, that Putin spoke about his good friend and his colleague, Chairman Xi. So uh, these uh, evil forces uh, have uh, joined arms against us. Thank you, Joe Biden. Uh, what you tell us uh, uh, is terrifying. What you seem to be saying, I think you are saying, uh, Christy, is that uh, is that the Venezuelans are on the cusp of launching a war uh, on the oil and mineral rich Ghana, I presume with the support of Iran and China. Uh, that's what you told me over the weekend. Uh, that's why I was so anxious to get you on the show today, because I know you are traveling after today. Uh, do you think this is imminent? It is. Well, it's it's already started. Uh, so in December uh, twenty uh, December twenty eighth, uh, Iran sent over some uh, warships uh, into boats, some warship boats into Venezuela. Venezuela in the last month, and quote unquote, he has decided to move Madura U.S. military drills. Um, that's our government moving down to Guyana and the border of Brazil because we're countering the move. 
Just recently, we've, we've obtained satellite images show Venezuela bolstering their military presence near the border of Guyana. They're moving into uh, major military operations on the border of Guyana as we speak. And Maduro ordered his army to prepare for war with Guyana. Also, Russia is using Nicaragua. Nicaragua has been historically favorable to the Russian and Putin's regime. Under the disguise of training exercises, um, Russia has been able to bring in both military equipment and also soldiers into Nicaragua. And then let's talk about China. China, as we know, has a massive footprint um, from the BRICS, from their road system, from the Belt and Road Initiative. So they have a lot of influence in the Caribbean and Latin America. They also have been buying up strategic land on both sides of the Panama Canal, so much so that they actually have complete operational control of the supply chain that's going through there. Um, it's not a coincidence that you see um, cargo ships, they, they can control the weight, which means how much products come through. They also can hold them off from coming through the canal um, based on water rising and things like that. Uh, China has also been feeding um, the Central South America and even Mexico with these the Bricks and Road Initiative to control what the supply chain coming up from these countries into the United States of America. This is all extremely strategic because when you control the supply chain, then you've got the buildup of military might from Iran, who, which basically Venezuela, Cuba, and all these Bolivia are all proxies. Uh, by Iran, including Peru, by the way, the, which now has a huge presence there as well. We have a major concern because we have buildup of, of military might and supply chain routes being able to be squeezed off by our enemies who chant death to America. And do you think, Roger, that the open border systems that this administration has allowed for four plus years, and I'm going to argue the numbers because I've actually looked at the data, the real data, both in Central and South America and Mexico with flights and different things. There's a lot of ways that you can look at the holistic data. Um, we're literally looking at more than 25 to 28 million plus who've entered this country, but we really have no idea because with the camera systems, with the gotaways, and how they're measuring this is that it's what's triggered in front of that camera. I know for a fact, because me and my teams have been embedded in the worst of the worst areas where there's Sinaloa and we're being shot at on our soil, by the way, with 50 cows, that we know for a fact that there's a huge group of people that go around those camera systems that are never picked up. So these numbers that America is telling you that this administration is telling you is a lie. It is imminent. We are going to see attacks on our soil, and I believe before the election, so we can cause chaos. And uh, this administration can can somehow stop an election, free and fair election, from happening by ushering martial law. Uh, folks, uh, Christy Hutcherson is a woman of enormous courage uh, and fortitude, uh, and she takes her life in her hands, she and her team. Uh, and uh, this isn't free. She needs your support. You can support uh, women fighting for America by going to, uh, let's see, I think we have it here, uh, givesendgo.com slash WWFA border. Uh, we'll leave that up for a second. Givesendgo.com slash WFFA border. Uh, grab a pen, folks, write that down. Please send a generous contribution uh, to women fighting for America. They are doing, as you can hear right here, important, indeed, vital work telling the American people the truth of what's happening, uh, not only on our southern border, 
also on our northern border, uh, and obviously this developing uh, uh, imminent war right here uh, in this hemisphere. Christy, tell us uh, what is going on in Panama. I read constantly about uh, activities at the Darien Gap. We're not talking about Darien, Connecticut, where I grew up. Uh, we're talking about the Darien Gap in, in Panama. Uh, what's going on there? So the Darien Gap, that particular region, it is a funneling system. It's where a lot of the caravans and a lot of the different uh, individuals from all of these different 174 plus different nations are flooding in and trying to come up to the border. It's, there's a lot of staging grounds along there. They're, they're both the non-governmental organizations plus the transnational uh, criminal organizations, uh, they control this area and you have to flow through there to be absorbed into the caravans to come up through here. What I think is strategic about that particular area, because right now there's a lot of um, these young single dollar males from Africa and Middle East who are actually just flying here, um, which by the way, none of them would even qualify for asylum. Uh, this area helps to fund terrorism. And what I mean by that is uh, you have to pay for safe passage whether it's through the Darien Gap or all the way up through the borders of Mexico, there is a there is a fee that is paid. That fee, so every single one of these, and, and all of these bleeding hearts who say these people are coming for a better way of life and they just need to get there, it's a small narrative, but at the end of the day, every one of them are helping to aid and abet terrorist activity all over the world, including what you saw on October 7th in Israel. So Hezbollah, Venezuela, transnational criminal organizations, Hamas, and Iran's Revolutionary Guard all have a footprint here. And they're all being paid by all of these individuals coming up through the Darien Gap, funding terrorism through the drug trade industry, using trade routes to smuggle weapons, drugs, and humans. That's all coming up through the Darien Gap. And by the way, there's training camps, uh, current training camps with Hezbollah, with Iran's Revolutionary Guard and other entities from the Middle East, including, um, we believe, Qud forces and also ISIS, who are actively training in Central South America and Mexico. Uh, it, this is a multi-billion dollar business that be, under the Biden administration, it has increased 50-fold, which is now funding more terrorism around the world, which will eventually fund terrorism here in the United States. All right, Christy, our last question, perhaps the most difficult one of all. Uh, if you were president tomorrow, how does America get out of this mess? How do we solve this horrific challenge? We have to look at uh, the deep state. Uh, we have to look at our agencies who have been weaponized. I, I believe that we firmly need to abolish the CIA. They're a rogue. Uh, there's a, that's another show for another day. Um, we're not going to get out of this until the American people understand that you're the solution. We have to be trained. We have to understand our civic duty and our rights, our constitution, and we have to replace the government that has gone rogue. The founding fathers gave us that roadmap. We just have to be brave enough and strong enough to lock arms to, to make that happen. And the, lastly, if I were the president of the United States, uh, the first thing I would do is defund all of the NGOs and all of these organizations are helping to uh, facilitate the destabilization of our nation and our country. And I would close the borders and then I would extract and, and deport every single illegal who came through the borders in the last four plus years um, unconstitutionally and unlawfully. Uh, all right, folks, uh, the other part of the answer quite obviously is prayer. Uh, we pray first and foremost for the safety of Christy Husserson and her team. 
they are doing vital work. Secondarily, folks, we ask you to please, once again, consider a generous contribution uh, to her organization. Let's put that graphic back up for a second, if we may. There you, you see it, folks. Give, send, go.com slash WFFA border. Uh, this is a, a vital organization doing uh, work that literally no one else is doing. Uh, and we don't have a George Soros billionaire writing big checks for this kind of, of activism. So we can only depend, uh, Christy can only depend on people like you. Please, folks, consider a generous contribution. Christy, God bless you. God, Godspeed. Be safe. And thank you so much for joining us on The Stone Zone. Thank you. God bless you. And as always, God bless this great nation. All right. There you have it. A block. Buster Report. Christy Husherson knows her stuff. She's actually the most knowledgeable person I know uh, regarding the illegal uh, migrant invasion of America, but also, as you can see, uh, a shrewd uh, geopolitical thinker. Uh, let us take a, a moment here for a crass commercial appeal. Uh, I'm very, very serious uh, about the products that I recommend here on the Stone Zone. Uh, I have always uh, had an interest uh, in alternative medicine, uh, have used uh, acupuncture prophylactically for many years, take a combination of specific Chinese herbs as well as other all-natural supplements. But I want to talk to you about a product that has literally changed my life. I refer to a product called Cardio Miracle. Now, Cardio Miracle uh, is uh, essentially uh, nitric oxide uh, along with a proprietary blend of other important antioxidants. It is an all-natural product. It does several things. First of all, nitric oxide is essential for life, and uh, it normally uh, is produced in the walls of the arteries and veins, uh, but as one ages, uh, production is lessened. Nitric oxide is critical for many important uh, bodily functions. First of all, it keeps blood pressure and cholesterol at healthy levels. Secondarily, it supports the anti-inflammatory response. Uh, it promotes general both sexual uh, and uh, normal uh, health. Uh, it supports, for me, this is the cropper, uh, a, a natural energy that uh, has really allowed me to put in the long hours I do. So I would strongly urge you to try uh, Cardio Miracle. You take a small capsule full of it uh, uh, mixed with water or juice twice a day. It has a pleasant taste of raspberry. Uh, and um, it has really changed my life in terms of both my overall energy uh, and I think my overall health. Now, I'm not a doctor. I make no medical claims. This is an all-natural uh, supplement. If you have a heart problem, go see a cardiologist. But just to promote general immunity uh, and uh, general heart health, uh, there is no better product than Cardio Miracle. Let's uh, throw up the uh, the graphic where folks can go order Cardio Miracle. There you have it, cardiomiracle.com, cardiomiracle.com. Please remember to use promo code STONE when you do so. 
uh, again, I promote very few products that I don't deeply believe in. Cardio Miracle has changed my life. I hope it will change yours. Uh, okay, uh, joining us now, uh, first of all, let me thank Troy Smith of Launching Liberty for joining us on the show today, our regular co-host. Uh, uh, you have a, a new piece up uh, about, uh, uh, I see, about Ari Melber from MSNBC, uh, who obviously read a very, very different uh, special counsel's report than the one we did, Troy. Absolutely, Roger. And uh, if you really look into Ari Melber and you look into what he was stating about the Trump case and, and the case uh, with, with Joe Biden, you know, it's really unbelievable. He takes the facts, he twists them to make his own narrative, regardless of whether they're based in truth or not, and he moves forward. Uh, it was uh, really pathetic to see him kind of to 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 protect uh, Joe Biden and to 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 blatantly state the, the false claim that Joe Biden was exonerated by this report, which Biden said himself, it, it highlights that the mainstream media is simply doing the bidding, especially MSNBC is doing the bidding of the Biden White House. And they're working overtime uh, now, like you said, to shift the narrative that it's Trump's cognitive decline and not Biden's cognitive decline and that Biden was exonerated by the her report, which actually stated the only reason that he wasn't prosecuted is because they don't think he's fit enough to stand trial. My question, Roger, uh, for Ari Melber and the rest of the hacks on MSNBC, if Biden's not fit to stand trial, then how is he fit to serve as president of the United States? I think it boils down to that very simply. Uh, very, very good point. Folks, go to launchliberty.com. You can see the great work of my friend, Troy Smith. Troy, thanks for joining us today on The Stone Zone, and we will see you right here in the co-host slot again tomorrow. Thank you, Roger. See you very soon, and uh, good luck with the Rolling Stones. <laughs> Joining me now is uh, my adopted nephew, Alex Stone, uh, who has his very own show on Rumble uh, and who I always go to for a millennial's perspective on the world. Alex Stone, welcome back into the Stone Zone for the segment we call The Rolling Stones. Roger, thank you so much for having me back on. It has been a while since I've been on your show. I'm looking forward to being on here today uh, for the last 10 minutes or so of your show. You know, there's a lot going on. Obviously, we saw, you know, President Trump get, uh, you know, ruled against him that he has to pay $355 million or whatever uh, to the state of New York. Um, so much going on. I want to talk about it all with you today. Uh, excellent. I'm glad that you were able to join us. And I must say you are looking very fly today, young man, very fly. Thank you, sir. So uh, I think the entire country was shocked by these verdicts out of New York. Just for those who may not have been paying attention, Donald Trump uh, and members of his family and other executives of his company, as well as his company itself, uh, were charged with inflating the value of assets uh, in order to borrow money from banks uh, at extraordinary interest rates. Now, all the banks conducted their own separate independent due diligence. Nobody uh, who lends money takes the claims of the person seeking to borrow the money uh, at face value. All the banks got paid back. In fact, they made $40 million in interest. The banks themselves testified for Trump at trial, uh, but it was kind of immaterial because, well, the judge in this case, Judge Engeron, 
uh, who's particularly badly dressed, uh, he actually found Trump guilty before the trial even began. Uh, you got to ask yourself, how can this happen in America? Well, the reality, Roger, I've talked about this on my show, The Alex Stone Show, uh, that I release every single day, Monday through Sunday. Um, this is a travesty of injustice against President Trump. We all know this, you know this. There's a witch hunt against President Donald J. Trump. And the reason why is because he is an outsider fighting for the United States of America and its citizens. They want to destroy him, they want to take him down. Yesterday, Eric Trump was on Fox News and he said, my father built the skyline of New York City and this is the thanks that he gets for doing absolutely nothing wrong. My father never gives up. He is the toughest guy I've met in my entire life. He is hell-bent on winning and we are going to win in November. The reality is that Donald Trump has done nothing wrong, but they want to destroy him because he wants to destroy the globalist elitists in Washington, D.C. and all over the world, Roger. We've, we see this time and time again. We saw it with Russia. We saw it with this case. We saw it with the E. Jean Gar Carroll case and so many others. But the reality, Roger, is that Donald Trump has done nothing wrong and he will continue to fight for the United States of America till his last breath on this earth. Yeah, I I've seen uh, various legal opinions who say, well, this, this will get reversed on appeal. I think while that may ultimately be true, I would point out that the New York Court of Appeals is also uh, elected jurists uh, and uh, in Manhattan, of course, uh, and in New York State, all elected leftist progressive Democrats. Now, the the Supreme Court of the state of New York may yet reverse this. Uh, my guess is in the end, the most that Trump can really hope for is a sharp reduction in the, I think it was 500 345 million, I may have that number wrong. Uh, the enormous uh, uh, amount that they seek to, uh, to uh, extract from him, plus, as you know, they would prevent him from doing business uh, in New York State for the next three years. They would take his companies today and put them in the control of a third-party monitor, uh, specifically also uh, a former federal judge, Brenda Jones, I think it is. I don't know anything about Judge Jones, but I'm going to study that this afternoon. Uh, outside New York, however, don't you agree that most Americans see exactly what's going on here, that they realize that this is lawfare, that Trump really hasn't done anything wrong? Uh, that was certainly true, in my opinion, in the E. Jean Carroll case. This is the woman who uh, accused Trump of raping her uh, in a dressing room at a very posh, upscale department store. And while Trump was not uh, found guilty of that, he was uh, found guilty of having sexually assaulted her. Uh, and then ultimately she sued him for defamation, defamation because he denied that that happened. Uh, and there was a second finding against him. If you look at the odds uh, out of Las Vegas today, uh, these are really quite extraordinary. The, uh, these aren't polls, folks. These are the odds of the Las Vegas uh, odds makers. They now say that there's a 53% chance that Trump will be president. They say there's a 33% chance that Biden will be president. There is a 6% chance that Michelle Obama will be president. And they say that there is a 2% chance that Robert F. Kennedy will be president. The same odds makers say that there is a 99% chance 
that Trump will win the upcoming South Carolina Republican primary, a 96% chance that Trump will uh, appear based on a Supreme Court decision on the Colorado ballot, uh, a 90% chance that he wins the South Carolina primary by more than 20%, uh, and an 87% chance that Trump wins uh, every state uh, in the Republican contest. That tells me, uh, Alex, that, well, the American people aren't buying this. No, I, I certainly agree. And my prediction, Roger, is that Donald Trump will have to pay uh, a, a big fat nothing to anybody with any of these things when all is said and done. If you can be sued for defamation by claiming that you didn't rape someone, what in the world is going on in this country? We live in a third world banana republic country at this point. Uh, it, it's a very sad reality what's going on, but I don't think President Trump is going to have to pay anything. I think that Americans see right through the sham. I think they see right through the bull, B, BS that this is. They're not pay, They're not. They're not. They're not going with it. And, and as you said, with these with these odds from Las Vegas, uh, I think President Trump will win fair and square. Uh, I think he will win very easily in South Carolina with all of the Republican primary states to to go. And then I think he's going to win in a massive landslide against Joe Biden or Michelle Obama or whoever it's going to be. The, the momentum is on President Trump's side. He's winning. He's won uh, recently uh, by making four billion billion. That's a B uh, four billion dollars with the merger with DWAC. He just released uh, Trump sneakers. Uh, and those sold out, and there was a bunch of Generation Zers who was at SneakerCon when he was speaking. And despite what mainstream media wants to say, he was not booed. He was not being booed, okay? People were cheering for him. People were saying, F Joe Biden. President Trump has all the momentum in the world, and that momentum is shifting to my generation supporting him. I think he's going to win. I don't think he's going to have to pay anything, and I think that Americans are seeing right through this crap. All right, uh, Alex Stone, with about uh, two minutes to go, tell people where they can see your daily show. Roger, thank you so much. Uh, you can find my daily show on Rumble. It's The Alex Stone Show, The Alex Stone Show. Uh, then also, as it's listed below, you can find me on X, Stone J. Alex, Stone J. Alex. It used to be a Stonewall's Perspective podcast, but after uh, he, yourself, Roger, telling me to change it for about about a year, I decided, you know what, I should listen to Roger Stone uh, because you know best. All right, that, that's uh, very kind. Folks, uh, Alex does a great show. Please uh, check it out uh, on Rumble. Uh, we are glad to have him here from time to time as one of the Rolling Stones. Uh, and uh, Alex, thank you for joining us today. When we come back, uh, perhaps later in the week, I want to talk about this sneaker phenomenon. Uh, I know a number of people said at first, what is Trump doing selling sneakers? On the other hand, I then saw that, A, his sneakers sold out at $400 a pair, uh, and uh, the entire notion was both extraordinarily uh, popular with younger voters uh, and specifically African-American voters, uh, and therefore I realized, um, well, that I was wrong about the sneaker uh, uh, offer. This turns out to be, I think, quite politically brilliant. All right, folks, uh, that's uh, it for us today. Thank you for joining us on the Stone Zone. I ask you to please go to Rumble. Uh, go to rumble.com slash 
Roger Stone. That's rumble.com slash Roger Stone. And please follow us. That way you won't miss a single minute uh, of the Stone Zone. We're here every weekday. Uh, you can see us talking news, politics, history, uh, food, style, culture, right here uh, at the Stone Zone. Until tomorrow, happy President's Day. God bless you and Godspeed. Roger Stone.